Welcome to the Church of the Living God Mount Sterling podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. For more information about our church, follow us on Facebook by searching for our page, Church of the Living God Mount Sterling. We would love to connect with you, pray with you, and hear what God is doing in your life. Now grab your Bibles and let's get into God's Word. All right, let's get into some Word. You want some Word? All right. I'm talking to the Lord back and forth because this is the second Sunday in a row that he's woke me up at 5, 5.30 in the morning to give him a message. And I said I was up at 10 p.m. You can do it anytime like that. But if you got your Bibles, go to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. It seems like I'm ringing a little bit. Can I step back? Is that better? Can you hear me now? All right. I'm not moving again, but I mean, I'm going to be everywhere anyway. All right. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 says this. Now, after that, this is Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, and he's beginning the process of ministry. And it says, now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent ye and believe the gospel. In the same section of scripture in Luke chapter 4, verse 42, it says, and when it was this day, he departed and went into a desert place and the people sought him and they came unto him, stayed him that he should not depart from them. So the people were saying, listen, stay here, you got to stay here. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore I am sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. So today, by the authority of the kingdom of God, I'm going to preach a message called to change a culture. All right? To change a culture. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just honor you. We just glorify you. God, thank you for your presence here. Thank you that we're not here to preach, we're here to minister, we're here to serve. And Lord God, we just ask and glorify you for your presence, a deeper knowledge of your presence, Lord. I ask for the unction and the utterance of your Holy Spirit to boldly declare this word, that signs, wonders, healings, and miracles may follow as you confirm your word with power. And we just honor you, just praise you, just bless the hearer that they may receive and walk in it. In Jesus' name, in the church shouted, amen. So to change a culture, everything is about changing culture because preaching doesn't change culture. Something that the Lord showed me this morning, when I first heard it, I literally said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, that can't can't be right. I felt the Holy Spirit say, he said, son, I didn't change the culture. I said, what are you, how can that be? Jesus came and introduced us to the kingdom of God, right? He came from heaven, and he comes down, and he lived for 30 years, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the king is, the king is on the earth. And people are witnessing him. They're listening to him, and he's preaching. And they're like, no, you need to stay here. You need to stay here. He goes, no, the kingdom has to be declared everywhere. So he came, and he brought the kingdom 
but culture wasn't changed because the one who was preaching, the one who was teaching, they killed him. So obviously he didn't change that, but he brought the kingdom and he gave it to people. So truly, to change a culture, we have to understand that Jesus gave us the kingdom, right? Luke 17, 21, Jesus says, for the kingdom of God is not by observation, like look here or look there, but the kingdom of God is within us. Then the apostles received that, and then what did they do? They walked out and changed the culture. See, Jesus made it so evident and apparent because he says, listen, it's better that I leave and I would have cut him off right there. I'd have said, but, 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 what? No, don't leave. You need to stay here. You need to always stay with us so we can see you, so we can walk around. But Jesus, as an apostle... Hebrews 3.1 says Jesus was the apostle and high priest of our confession. Jesus, as an apostle, doesn't, doesn't want anything to be about him. He wants everything to be about the Father, and he always wants to build us. Jesus says, no, 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 no. If I leave, then the Spirit can come inside of you just like the Spirit is in me, and then everything that I can do, everything that I do, everything that I speak, you have it, and then you go. See, that breaks the earthly mentality that we have. Because every political scheme is like this. Vote for change, right? Now they say, vote for change, and you're like, now what's he mean by that? Because nothing is changing. See, vote for change, vote for change. To change culture, it's not about voting. It comes back to the kingdom of God. It comes back to you and me. Don't just talk about it. Listen, receive the gospel. Believe the gospel. And then the kingdom of God is within us. And then when we start walking, when we start declaring, when we start being who Christ was, that's how you change culture. See, everything is, is, we always pass the buck. Well, I need to vote so somebody else can do the change. And the whole time for centuries, we've been passing it, we've been passing it. Now we're stuck in a position as the church that if we, if we say anything, we're called judgmental, we're called fools. And it's because we've sat back so long in our churches and in our theology and in our doctrines that we've never even become Christ. We want everybody else to do it. We don't like the preachers on TV because they want our money, but they're the ones constantly on their faces before God doing everything every single day for the kingdom. Does that mean you quit your job? Absolutely not. But I felt this morning that the Lord gave me three kingdom facets to change culture. All right? This is not for preachers. This is not for apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. That's not for them. This is for the body of Christ. I'm in the body of Christ, so that means this is for me. These are things that I believe that if we do and if we assert our lives and function in this way, it will be impossible for the culture of Mount Sterling to not be changed. It will change. Wherever we are, Winchester, it'll be changed. All right, Acts chapter 2. 
Three kingdom facets to change a culture. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders, signs were done by the apostles. They were doing miracles. They were doing what Jesus did, okay? And all that believed were together. And all things were common. And they sold their possessions and their goods, and they parted to all men as every man had need. Verse 46, and they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did they eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily. Daily. When you change culture, people get saved daily. I come home from work. My kids go, hey, pastor. Hey, dad. My youngest calls me pastor now. I said, <laughs> when I spank your tail, I'm your daddy. Okay? I come home from work, they go, hey, dad, how many people got saved at work today? Because we don't change when we go to work. The first facet of the kingdom to change culture is the home. They broke bread daily, house to house. How can I stand on stages in front of hundreds of thousands of people and my kids don't know who the kingdom of God is when they look at me? We break bread daily in the house. That's something that, that Prophet John talked about, communion. And we're going to take a greater focus on communion this year. And something we're going to do as a family is we're going to start breaking bread in the house. I'm talking about family relationship in a house. They daily broke bread and they fellowshiped together. So I went, I went to Africa, I came back, and I saw, I saw absolutely biblical miracles, okay? So I come home, and I'm sharing with the family, and we're talking about it, and we're praising God. We broke bread daily, okay? And l- l- let, me, let me tell you something. When, when, we, when we want to vote for change, we're asking for meat from the earth. But when we break bread, we break the heavenly bread, Okay? We're asking, we're, listen to this, we're asking the culture to change the culture because we want to stay in our churches. Wrong. When I break bread daily with my family, we're breaking the bread that came from heaven. The one who says, go ye therefore. I'm going up, but everything that I had, you have. Everything that I have done, you can do. I saw it. I saw Jesus raise the dead. In Africa, I saw it with my own eyes. I saw legs grow out. So I preach it in my home. We commune with it. We break the bread in the house. I go to Ezekiel's school, and they raise their hand and go, Mr. Lager, Mr. Lager, did you you see blind eyes open? And I went, hmm. Funniest thing, I looked at Ezekiel. He's got his lunchbox open going. Sitting at the table, I start preaching the gospel. I said, yeah. I said, Jesus still opens blind eyes. We broke bread at home. You want to change culture? Quit asking the teachers at the school to do it. 
my kids will know who Christ is before they walk on some college campus and some fruit loop starts telling them his opinion. Okay? And my kids are going to have something here that the church has lacked. It's called a spine. Okay? I'll take a C, but I'll put you in your place, professor. We break bread at home. Mr. Lager, Mr. Lager, Mr. Lager. Did you see a little baby rise from the dead? And now, now, now Zeke's on his juice. He heard it in the house. He heard it in the house. We want Sunday school teachers. We want the pastor to do it. Listen, I can't raise your kids. Now, when your kids are battling for their lives, you better believe I'll be there. Sword in hand, no problem. Anybody wants to go to war with anybody in this house, and a matter of fact, anybody outside this house, because I don't play favorites with churches. Anybody who is warring with the kingdom beside us, they're a part of us. But we got to break bread, the heavenly bread from heaven, the one who came from heaven and broke his body on the earth. I've got to sit with my family in our home and break bread because I've already seen that they go out and start talking about the bread. Right? We want to change culture, right? I'm sick of the way this nation is going. I'm sick of the way. Then stand up. You don't need to protest. You need to bow down on your face and ask repentance. Repentance is a vulgar word in the church, but it's the foundation of the kingdom. Everything we need is in repentance because when we repent before God, we declare that his blood is enough for us. We got to break bread in our homes daily. We got to talk about Christ daily. Listen, I know we're busy. I've got three. They all run in in, in three different directions. I've got to chase each one. But at some point, we've got to come together and we've got to say, man, Jesus has brought us here. The first time Ezekiel spoke in public, we were at the rehab center. Up here in Mount Sterling, I preach up there once a month. Zeke got up there and gave the testimony that the doctor said Kimberly could not have children. And he is the fruit of the womb. And I saw it fitting that the Lord delivered me from addiction. And my child of promise is sitting in a place full of addicts saying, man, the king reigns. Let's break some bread. Let's get together. I know home groups... It's just a very bad word in the church. But if you're for the kingdom, how about we just father people and maybe they don't want to leave us? That's just a thought you can ponder on later. Verse 42, when it says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Listen to this. Doctrine is instruction, the act or matter. Uh Uh-oh. Daggone it, Jesus. Daggone it, apostles. Now, now, now we got to get out of the church. Now we got to do something, right? We all talk about fat sheep. Most of the body of Christ walks around like this. Because they're not going out into the highways, into the byways, because it's the preacher's job to feed me. It ain't my job to feed you because I don't have the bread. He has the bread. 
We have got to have real things in our lives, and we break bread with our families because this isn't about instruction. This isn't about just preaching. This is about you getting up and doing something. We have got to do this thing for real if we want to change culture. Now, the church is known to be very comfortable. We, we look at the word Paul says, in all things, be content. We think that means comfortable. No, that means that even if the lion is out at the gate, I'm content because I serve the one who slays the lion. Right? The old saying of man is, I don't have to run faster than the bear. I've got to run faster than you. Right? But somehow I'm in a kingdom that I'm called to kill the bear. I'm not called to run from the bear. I'm called to slay the bear. We have got to bring this back into our houses because it's our houses that are going to bring the change. If our kids only know Jesus through church, then we're not doing it right. They broke bread daily. They sat with families and they talked about Christ. They talked about, listen, we're going to do this together. And when you need help, we're going to be there. We're going to walk this thing out. We're not going to just sit back and just pray, but we're going to go out and change things. They went out into the temples, temples where men wanted to kill them. People were being martyred and the, and the apostles still walked out and they preached Christ crucified boldly. Listen to this, when it says house, it means a dwelling. By implication, it means a family. See, this is more than church. This is, this is the connection where, where, where my kids can't connect with Christ because I'm a pastor. Or, or that I go to church. It's the realization that when I break bread at home continually, that we make it a habit for them to know who God is. Okay, Zeke broke his arm. It was nasty. His arm was out to here. He's sitting in the car, and I'm driving to the hospital. And he's sitting there, and he goes, all my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. He ate the bread. He ate the bread at the house. He didn't get that from church he got that in the house where we know who Christ is. And it's not because we're super parents. It's because we're so desperately in need of him. We're so weak. We're so frail. We can't do this without God. We can't do this without Christ. If we didn't have Christ, I'd have killed the last two. <laughs> Edit that out of the video. We just want to thank John Pop for the tech side of things. If we're going to change the culture in Mount Sterling, we're going to have to break bread in our house. We're going to have to raise up our families with that. All right, number two, Acts chapter four. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived, this is Acts 4, 13. Acts 4, 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Okay? Gosh, these guys are unlearned. They're ignorant. But I can tell that they've been with Jesus. Verse 14. 
And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Okay? So this is, this is the first, they say, the first miracle of the apostles. They're walking to the temple. There's a man sitting at the, at the gate called Beautiful, and he's asking for alms. He cannot walk. And it says they walked and their eyes fixed upon him. The man caught eyes with them. He thought they were going to give him some, 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 some money. Instead, they gave him some life. And they said, money I do not have. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Okay? In Ethiopia, I quoted that scripture to a woman who was paralyzed. Her feet were bent. Her legs were deformed. There was two translators. I spoke to this guy. He spoke to this guy. He spoke to her. National language, tribal language to her. I said, okay, ask her if she believes with her whole heart. She said she believes. I went, oh, awesome. This scripture came across my mind. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And I put out my arms. Listen to me. I didn't pick her up. I put out my arms. She grabbed my arms, and as she pulled up, her legs grew out. This works, okay? The second facet, the kingdom to change culture, is intimate relationship. Intimate relationship. When you break bread daily, when you do things on purpose, when you do things regularly, you get to know who the bread is. You get to know what happened when he was broken and that his brokenness gave me wholeness. It gave me new life. What I testified about, I was guilty. I was guilty. And his brokenness says, no, no, no. I was the bread that was broken so I could put you back together. And he gave me new life. We have got to have intimate relationship. These people walked around, and they said, man, these are unlearned. They're ignorant men. But I'll tell you what, they have been with Jesus. If we walk in intimate relationship, it is absolutely, hi, baby. I love you. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. We have got to have intimate relationship because that's what changes everything. Uh, Philippians 3.10 well, I think I, I think I even did verse 9. Okay, Philippians 3, 8. This is the Apostle Paul. He says, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but dung. I count them worthless that I may win Christ and, he, and, and be found in him. Having not my own righteousness, which is of the law, but the things that through of faith of Christ, the righteousness which is God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. They not only were counted as saying, man, they know Jesus, but also there's a man that could not walk and he's walking now. I wasn't on this team, but they were in Africa, and a man, the, the man came and told the story. He, he, was, he was completely blind. He had a dream that a man in shining apparel says, come to Wayu, Ethiopia, and you'll receive your sight. He talked to his family. His family says, no, 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 no. It happened two neighbors 
talked to him, heard about it. They went and grabbed him. They said, tell you what, let's go. Let's go. Woke up in the morning, walked all day, slept underneath a tree. Got up early in the morning at the sunrise, walked all day, showed up in Tawaiu, and guess what happened? He received his sight. The thing is, is, is now, now he's going to go home. Come on, somebody. You want to change culture? Start walking like Jesus walked. Why? Because I know who he is. Okay, so when our family is discontent of saying, we don't know what to do, this is going on, you can say, hey, let's buckle down. The bread's been broken. I know who he is. And the healing upon me shows that what he will do. Intimate relationship must be walked out. Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, but also know the fellowship of his sufferings. I've got to know Jesus' pain too. I have got to feel what he felt in my mind because then I realize who, what he did for me and who I became through him. Do you really want to change culture? That, that's been the thing. Does the church really want to change culture or do we want to be raptured? That's what we have to decide. That's, that's the big if right now. Because when things get rough, oh, Come and get us, Lord. He's hanging on the cross, bleeding. And he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And we, and we are being persecuted. We're being persecuted, church, with a mask. And we're crying out for a rapture because we got to wear a mask. How about we cry out for the harvest? Jesus stood on top of the hill. He says, God, they're like a sheep without a shepherd. He's weeping over the city. He's about to hang. They're about to hang him. And he says, forgive them. But one day they're going to realize who I am. And then I will embrace them. What does the church want? Do we want a rapture? If you want a rapture. This maybe ain't the house for you. I can't wait for the rapture. I'll love the rapture. But my hands will be filthy. My knees will be filthy in the harvest. It'll have to be a trumpet because that's the only way I'm going to know he's coming. Because my head is down. Why? Because I've got intimate relationship. I've broke bread. I have seen what that bread can do for me. I've seen what it has done to my wife. I've seen what it has done to my children. And tell you what, I've seen what it has done to you. I have intimate relationship, not, not, not to build a church, but it's to know him. Everything, everything, guys, is about knowing him. I have got to know him. When it says knowledge, listen to this, knowledge, knowing, it's an act. Knowledge forces me to do something. That I may receive the knowledge of him. So when I receive the knowledge of him, I can't sit back anymore. I've got to do something about it. Now listen to me. When we do outreaches in the middle of the city, you might not be the one with the microphone shouting. 
but the kingdom is within you. So when somebody comes in a walker because their, their, their knee is, is deteriorated, I'm in the middle of preaching, but the kingdom is within you. You broke bread. You know who he is. You know the power of his resurrection. So you lay hands on them and watch their knee completely be healed. Why? Because we're intimate. We know what he does. This is what the church does. Not what pastors do. This is what the church does, everybody. You want to change culture. We set the preachers back and let the congregation go out. You want to talk about changing Mount Sterling? Or any other place we plant? That's how you change culture. Not asking for a rapture, but demonstrating them the one who is going to rapture them. If you believe in the rapture, that is. One day we're going to do teachings on eschatology, and I'm going to let John Pop just blow your mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 10. Listen to this. I love this. T to know him. Allow or be aware to perceive and to speak and to be sure and to understand. Let us become more aware of his presence. Let us experience the glory of his goodness. Oh my gosh. To know him means to be aware of where he is and what he's doing and what he wants. When I'm worshiping, my focus is his spirit. And you know what his spirit is always about? It's always about Jesus. You know who Jesus is always about? The Father. You know who the Father is always about? You. So that's why we minister. Don't take that baby out of here. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She, that baby gives me the loudest amen, so that's for you all. To, okay? I'm making you aware of that. Oh, being aware it's not just something that sits in me and I recognize it, but it's something that's saying, man, I've got to talk about this. I'm not calling everybody here to be a preacher, but we're all called to be the witness. Peter says, at any time, be ready to give an account of the hope that you have in you. You know what this world needs? You want to change culture? Bring some hope. Because all I see on social media from the church is doom and gloom. I thought he rose again. The world is a total mess. Listen to me. I am in absolutely no way hopeless. No way. No way. I'm actually licking my chops going, Hoo -hoo -hoo! it's getting crazier. What's he going to do now? Because people from Florida said, the Logger brothers are what? They're saved? Saved by what? They preach who? They call up saying, what's up with you, bro? What's all this Jesus you're talking about? The earth is crying out. Romans 8. They're yearning for a manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God. How about we give it to them? 
How about we walk like that? Am I right? Because everything now in this political thing, it's a, a Christian is, is, is a, a right-wing conservative. The Bible tells me that I'm a narrow-road radical. That's what that told me. So I'm not going to the right, to the left, because he died for both. I'm coming right in the middle saying, let's find some common ground and cast the devils out of both of you. Let's get real. Because we're here to change culture. We're here to make heaven on the earth. And we don't do that by Facebook posts. You take care of Facebook, I'll work the harvest. But we have got to do something different. We have got to make an announcement and say, tell you what, I'm sick of being churchy and I'm going to just be like Christ from now on. It works in the workplace. It works in the darkest of dungeons. I've seen him save in prisons. They're playing handball right next to me. And a man this big, that tall is weeping in my arms because he found out who broke the bread. He found out that somebody had intimacy with a God. There was a Rastafarian in the prison. And the Rastafarians always say, Yah. There's a scripture in Psalms that says, and I shall show you Yah. So a group of us were sitting there talking to him. And it was getting frustrated because everything he'd say, he goes, Nah, Yah. No. I must go to Yah. I must go to Yah. I got to go to Yah. And I'm getting frustrated. And the Holy Spirit just said, take him to Yah. And I went, oh, Yah. Oh, Yah. So I said, what, what, what if I told you you could see Yah? He went, oh, yeah? <laughs> All right, that's the last time I'll do it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So I started quoting scripture. Oh, yeah. Do you know that there's a way that you can get to Yah? Do you know there's one that can lead you to the throne room where Yah sits? I'm boom, boom, scripture, scripture. He's all of a sudden going, yes, yes. I said, well, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Only through me can you go to Yah. He confessed Jesus Christ. Why? Because he wants to go to Yah. That's just intimacy. Trust me. I was about to say, good luck, buddy. But the Spirit of God leads us why because we're intimate with him you want to change culture you want to change culture in a prison they meet daily they meet daily i've seen prisons where you know the prison that burned remember that it's north point in danville they set it on fire i was there like six weeks before we stirred all them devils up and they ended up burning the place down but there's legitimate revival going on there why because people were meeting daily. They were breaking bread and confessing and having intimate relationship because it's more than just church. All right, let me finish up. I just looked at the time. All right, number three, Acts 4. All right, number one, breaking bread daily in the house. We've got to have this in our houses, breaking bread daily. Number two is intimate relationship. We have got to know who he is. Number three, Acts chapter 4, verse 29. Acts 4, 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that we may speak thy word. 
by stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place that they spoke began to shake. They were assembled together. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word in boldness. We break bread daily. We have intimate relationship to change a culture that will always lead to number three, implementation. We get equipped, and then we got to go. We get equipped in here, we got to go. Okay, I love to preach. I can preach all day long. Ask Kimberly, all day long. Ask my hunting brother Tom, preach all day long. We're killing the turkey. I said, praise the Lord, Tom. Praise the Lord. He goes, yes, harvest, yes. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Okay. And I will show the church that gigantic buck that I got with my brother, man. Okay. We preach and we preach and we teach and we teach and we get together and we shake hands and we do everything. And then we wait till we come back again. We have got to implement. We have got to practice what we preach. They got beat for preaching the gospel. So that's why I, I said those things about the mask. Because I've got pastor friends in India who, who their, their brothers and their sisters in the Lord are killed for the gospel. I talked Wednesday about freedom of speech. What rights are we fighting for? Listen to me. We have freedom of speech. I don't care if they shut off Twitter. If you think Twitter is freedom of speech, let me tell you, go to India. They lock me in back rooms because I can't preach out in public or else I will be arrested and, and per se could be killed for preaching the gospel. That's called no freedom of speech. Where they lock you in the back so you can't talk about this one. But I still have them come into services and their bodies are healed. Their lives are transformed because the gospel has got to be implemented. If you want to change culture, get up out the church and go into the workplace. You can ask Brandy. I was crazy at work. People coming into the office, getting filled with the Holy Ghost, getting saved. I've had them cough demons on top of my desk. And I'm just going, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Get off my desk. I don't want them all on my desk. Them squirrely things. We have got to do it. Why? Because we broke bread. We've become intimate with him. They prayed after being beat, saying, oh, come on. Give it to us, Lord. We want more, God. Give us boldness to preach the gospel. Stretch out your hand. People got healed. Why? Because the bride was praying. The bride has got to be out in the streets praying with folks. Because that's what the church is here for. Do you see now that this this is who changes the culture. We change the culture. Jesus says, here you go. Run. Habakkuk 2.2 says, write out the vision, make it plain that those who read it may run. Tell you what, I read it and I'm running. I ask you to join me. Any dark place in this city, I'll go. Doesn't matter how, how brutal the sin is, sin does not Waver me one bit. Well, Patrick, they've been in this for this. For this. It don't matter to me because I know the one who his body was the bread that's broken. This is who we are. We want to change culture. 
it's time we start working. It's time we're, we're going to disciple. We're going to push you. We're going to push you out. But we're going to stand right next to you. I'm not here just going to say, hey, good luck. I'll walk it right out with you. Stand with me today. Thank you.